Turn to Hebrews chapter number 13 and uh, verse number 5. All right, have we found our place? All right, Hebrews 13, verse number 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. As we consider uh, this particular verse, it emphasizes three different aspects of contentment. And when you stop and think about contentment, contentment is a, a very important quality for a Christian to have. And I would like to ask this evening... Uh, if there is one here that is content, I mean totally content. Anybody? It's a good thing you didn't raise your hand because I was going to ask you to come and teach us about contentment. Tent contentment is a quality that we can possess. And so how important is contentment in your life and in mine? Contentment is totally trusting in God. Being completely satisfied with where you are and what you have. So many times we're just not satisfied with what has been provided for us. And we're going to look at three different aspects that's dealing with contentment in this verse. So as we get into the uh, lesson this evening on contentment, we notice, uh, first of all, as we consider this particular verse, what Jesus really is saying in this verse, he's saying I will never, I will always be. And as we consider this particular verse, we're going to see how that plays out and how it should play out in our life. And this is a very powerful promise that Jesus has made to us and for us. So let's notice, first of all, as we break this verse down into three different aspects, we see, first of all, the assignment of contentment. The assignment of contentment. The assignment is this. Let your conversation be. So it's like being in school, your teacher gives you an assignment and uh, she expects for you to keep that assignment. Do you know the Lord expects for us to let our conversation be? And he emphasizes some, some aspects uh, to that particular assignment. 
So as we think about uh, the assignment, it says, let your conversation be. And what is the conversation that we're to have? Contentment. So that's the main emphasis of, uh, well, I shouldn't say the main emphasis. It's a, a provision that is provided for us. I think the main emphasis in the verse is that Jesus said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. But he's provided us the opportunity of contentment. It says, let your conversation be. When you think about conversation, it's not communicating with each other. It's talking about the way of life. And it emphasizes that the way of life, the way of our life should be contentment. Being content with what the Lord provides for us and where He wants us to be. So as we think about the, the conversation, there's two aspects concerning a, the, the conversation that is emphasized here. The first aspect of our conversation is our character. And when you stop and think about the, the character, it's your personal qualities. We notice in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 22, it emphasizes a very important aspect for the qualities that, that we should possess in our life. And uh, Ephesians 4, 22 says this, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitfulness of lust. What that scripture is emphasizing for us is that we're to put off the old conversation, the old man. And it emphasizes that that is uh, the deceitfulness of lust. So what that scripture is telling us, letting our conversation be, it means that we need to do the opposite of the old man. Have you been taught to lie? Have you been taught to steal? Have you been taught to be dishonest? No, that's just natural. But putting off the old man is emphasizing that we need to do the opposite of the characteristics of the old man. We need to put the old man off and put the new characteristics in his place. Instead of lying, we need to tell the truth. And so you see the, the qualities that is emphasized is that if we're going to be living right, we need to live after the new man, not the old man. And so we see the, the aspect, first aspect that is emphasized for the conversation is your character. The second aspect that is emphasized is your deportment or your behavior. And uh, the scriptures certainly emphasize that, that our behavior certainly needs to change as a, as a new man, a new creature in Christ. 
And the problem that we have many times in our life is that we lean back on the old man and the old qualities that the old man possesses. But as we think about our deportment, uh, your behavior, the scriptures emphasize what our behavior should be. In Titus chapter 3 and verse number 8, it says, This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou uh, constantly, notice the word constantly, what we should be doing. It says, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. So the Bible emphasizes that, that we should have the quality of good works. And the quality of good works should be continually you know, we can be good one day and bad the next. But that's not what uh, God emphasizes here. It's emphasizing we should be good all the time, constantly. So how are we going to be good all the time? Well, we have to lean on the Lord. Uh, we can't be good within ourselves. So the scriptures certainly emphasize these two uh, aspects. It says, let your conversation be. Well, then the second uh, aspect of uh, letting your conversation be, it tells us to be without covetousness. How many do we follow after covetousness? And that word covet covetousness, I looked that up and it, it gave the emphasis of the being covet, covetous is being greedy or the love of money. And Timothy emphasizes this in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 10. It says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many uh, sorrows. So the scriptures emphasize this word covetousness is uh, greedy, being greedy or being envious. Uh, how many times do we fall into that trap, being envious? We see somebody with with uh, something that we desire to have. Or we see somebody with maybe a, a good quality in their life and we become envious of them. Maybe they, uh, their capabilities or their talents, we become envious of those things. But as we consider uh, the, the first part of this verse, the assignment. And let us look at the second part of this verse that is emphasized. The second part of the verse is the assessment. You know, it's a good quality for all of us to assess 
where we are spiritually. And so as we look at this particular verse, it emphasizes that we need uh, to have an assessment. And if we don't assess where we are as far as contentment is concerned, we're never going to accomplish contentment. And so I know this uh, is a hard subject to complete, but it's possible that we can complete it. So the scriptures emphasize the assessment. What is the assessment? Well, there's two aspects to the assessment. The first aspect is not to be greedy. That's the negative side of the assessment. Not to be greedy. Uh, Not to be covetous, as the scriptures emphasize. So, what drives covetousness? Well, I think envy probably does. And so you stop and think about the negative side. It tells us point blank not to be covetous. So that in itself ought to emphasize the aspect not to be covetous. Then we notice the positive side of the assessment is being satisfied with what you have as the scriptures emphasize. The assessment part of the verse emphasizes and be content with such things as ye have. So the positive side is being content. Contentment is being uh, possessed of unfailing strength of the mind. Unfailing strength of the mind. In other words, we are satisfied with what we have and where we are. Uh, The satisfaction is that, that we're satisfied. How many times have you looked in the mirror and wished there was something different? Well, every time I shave, I... <laughs> do you know, <clears throat> so many times we're not satisfied with how we are physically, how we may not have as many friends as other people have. Uh, the satisfaction uh, in life is to be content with what you have and where you are. And uh, sometimes people are not satisfied with the color of their skin or they're not satisfied with the family that they were born into. There's so many things that, that, uh, that we could emphasize this evening as far as being content, not being satisfied where we are And what we have. So the scriptures emphasize in 1 Timothy 6, 8. It says, having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. 
verse 11 says, or Philippians 4.11 says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. So the Apostle Paul is emphasizing that, that wherever we are, whatever we have, whatever we're facing in life, we need to be content. And the Apostle Paul faced so many different adverse situations in his life, and yet he lived a contented life. And certainly we can as well. Then the third aspect of contentment. It's emphasized in the latter part of the verse that says, as soon as I find it, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So this is a powerful statement. And in this statement, it provides for us the way that we can be content. So let's notice the promise. Well, let's, let me give you the point. The accomplishment for contentment. And the first aspect of that accomplishment is the promise of the accomplishment. Jesus said, I will never leave thee. As we think about this, uh, it emphasizes three different aspects. I will never leave thee. The first aspect of it, it means he will never slack up. He's always there. He's always available. He never will slack up. He's, he's capable of taking care of any situation in our life. And he does it full force. He never slacks up. And uh, as we consider that particular aspect, then we, that should provide in us a confident uh, trust in the Lord himself. So as we uh, look at that, it means he will never slack up. In Psalms 121 and verse 4, it says, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Always available. Always awake. Always taking care of you and me. So it emphasizes that he will never slack up. The second thing that it emphasizes, it means he will never be removed. You will always have his uh, continuance in your life. You will always have his companionship in your life. It emphasizes that he, he will never be removed. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, he's living inside never to leave, never to forsake. He's continually there. He neither slumbers 
nor sleeps, as the scripture certainly emphasizes. So when we stop and think about the, this particular aspect, Jesus said, I will never leave thee. And the third thing that it emphasizes, it means he will never let go. He's always clutching. You know, the uh, scripture certainly emphasizes uh, in John, it emphasizes that we are in Christ's hand. We're in his hand. And he closes us in and he's in the Father's hand, as John emphasizes, and then we're sealed over with the Holy Spirit. So the Bible emphasizes that he's always clutching. He never lets go. So <clears throat> what a, a, a great aspect for us as Christians to know and have perfect confidence in the Lord because of these statements. Then the power for the accomplishment. The power for the accomplishment of contentment is found in Jesus in these statements. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So the power is, is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the power of the accomplishment, I will never forsake thee. We notice uh, two aspects of this. He will never leave us behind in some place. He's always with us. He will never leave us behind. And uh, <clears throat> have you ever gone walking with someone that is, uh, can walk very briskly and you try to keep up with them? It's not like that with Jesus. He'll never leave you behind. He won't go so fast that he gets ahead of you. But there's a quality to that. And uh, the quality to that, Jesus always being with us and never leaving us behind. Notice uh, what the scripture says. As uh, he says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He won't leave us behind in some place. And then the second aspect of that is I will never desert you. And when you stop and think about uh, Jesus will never desert you. He won't uh, leave you alone. He's always with you. He'll never desert you. And uh, certainly we can have confidence in that aspect. In Deuteronomy 31 and verse number 8, the scripture says, And the Lord... He it is that doeth go before thee. Note that. He goes before thee. He will be with thee. So now we got two pictures here. He's going before and he's with. Now isn't that amazing? 
He goes before and prepares the way. As the scriptures emphasize here, he, he goes before. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. So the Lord is going before us to prepare the way. And then he's with us to prepare us for the way. What a powerful statement is that. Jesus is always preparing the way for us. And while he's preparing the way for us, he's also preparing us for the way. How can you fail? How can you not have confidence in your life and in my life from what Jesus just emphasized, the aspect of him preparing the way and preparing us for the way. Did you know that there's nothing that comes into your life that Jesus can't handle? There's no, no place you could be that Jesus can't guard you and protect you. So why do we not have confidence in what Jesus provides for us? So <clears throat> contentment. We ought to be content. But I would say probably the most of our life we're not content. But we should be content. Because Jesus has provided a way for us to be content. So, as we think about contentment, how secure is this statement? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You want to know how this scripture really reads? And I looked, at, looked this up. I don't know Greek, but I got a place where I can find out where it is, what Greek says. <clears throat> Here's how this verse reads out. And uh, I remember the pastor mentioned this in one of his messages uh, sometime back. Here's the way this verse reads. I will not... I will not cease to sustain and uphold you. I will not, I will not, I will not let you down. That's five negatives. In the Greek, two or more negatives makes this statement emphatic. It cannot be broken. It's impossible. So how secure is this statement with five negatives? It makes it emphatic. And we can have full confidence 
in what the scripture says, I will not forsake thee. I will not leave thee nor forsake thee. So what is the outcome? When you stop and think about contentment, verse number six of our text, Hebrews 13, six says this. This is the outcome. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do to me. So if we claim what Jesus said, and we really believe it, we can live a life of contentment. Being totally satisfied in Jesus. And uh, contentment is a virtue that so many times we do not possess, but we should. How content are you? How content am I? So the challenge tonight is this. You ready? Be content. Father, we thank you for the challenge from the scriptures tonight. Lord, so many times we fail to believe like we should, to provide us with the Word of God to guide us, to empower us, to accomplish those virtues that you so desire for us to have. I pray that you would uh, deal with each of our hearts tonight. Help us to confess our lacks of contentment. Help us to determine we're going to do a better job of being content and trusting fully in your word and in you. I pray that you would have your way in the invitation this evening. In Jesus' name, amen.